0: hello everybody we are back here for the one pod to rule them all of course new things to cover new debates to be had uh jacob how are you doing today
1: i'm doing good man this is now the second consecutive week that i've showed up after saying that i was going to finish the extended version of fellowship I regret to inform you, I have not. That is something I will say it now again. That I plan on doing it this week. We're going to do it Sunday, CJ. But uh, went to a baseball game instead. Didn't have the time, but uh, it's coming this week. We got to finish it.
0: No problem. No problem at all. I mean, I think what's going to happen is is you're going to end up watching uh, the full extended edition of episode one, and then just like power through the rest. Yeah, that's like, what I'm like, thinking too. Three, get hooked. Like you'll just get so hooked. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I know that you know what happens and you've seen the movies before, but extended edition just gives everything a new meaning. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: and if I if it were just me, I'd I'd have them done by now. Got to do it with my dad. He's a huge Lord of the Rings fan too, so so he hadn't seen them either, which is crazy to me. So uh, it's fun for both of us.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, they're really time consuming, but once you do it, it's super fun and it's awesome. Oh yeah, Did your dad work from home.
1: Uh, he works uh, mobily. He goes to a, like a separate office to work, but yeah, basically works at home. But uh, movies are for the weekends mainly, so uh, we'll, we'll get gotcha, it done. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Heard, understood. Um, all right,
1: so we have like a
0: like a like some sort of a leak. I, like I decided, just just disclaimer for everybody listening: I did not read the full tweet, and I did not read the full tweet because there was a spoiler alert mm-hmm. on now, of course, everything that happens in the second age and in the show, I already know what's going to happen and what's <laughs> supposed to happen. Like it's been written, I read all of it, I, I get it, right? Yeah. But like when it says spoiler alert and it says, you know, some guy or some protege is working under our Pharaoh's on, I tend to get a little, little, little scared, right? I don't want to re- read too much. Now, Jacob, before the podcast, when I read that first portion to you, you said, duh, doesn't that have to be Sauron? I don't know. I I I I don't know. But the thing is, is that Amazon would be doing a huge disservice. And this is where I would get very angry. I think on episode one or on episode two, I had of our pod, I have I had said one of my all-time favorite scenes to read about in Lord of the Rings was our being so annoyed and mad at Sauron for claiming himself the the king of all men. I'm the ruler of all men. No one can touch me. I'm the ruler of all men. Um, He literally took a, a fleet or an army of soldiers and literally marched to Mordor and just pulled up to Mordor and was like, all of the orcs fled because of the size of the Numenorean army and how daunting it was. And our came forth and literally Sauron kneeled in front of him. Damn, dude. Now, Sauron did this intentionally so that he could go to Numenor and infiltrate from within. Smart on his part, whatever, right? Cunning, evil Sauron, as usual. Um, but that scene is powerful, man. Like, it just shows you what the king of Numenor can do, whether he's a bad dude or not. They control an insane amount of power. They got like a crazy army. That's cool. So I'm going to be a little upset if like, you know, we start off this show and um, it's like, oh, Sauron already has this protege or whatever. Sauron's already over there. That just for me, it doesn't make any sense. It just makes zero sense because he needs to be brought there in chains and originally imprisoned for however many years. Now, Sauron is immortal. He is a basically a demigod, but like a god, but a demigod because, the, you know, he served under Morgoth, right? So that needs to happen, man. Like, Sauron needs to be in chains, dragged from Mordor, and brought to Numenor. Like, that's got to happen. I don't know about you.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, and there's no need to not do the whole story either. You know, it's they, they, like we've always said, I mean, they have five seasons to do this stuff. And if you speed through the introduction basically into what he does into the second age and you just kind of start in the middle, it doesn't make much sense. As you were saying that though, it kind of felt like a thing where, you know, maybe he's in the position you said he's in and then they do flashbacks and they kind of show it in like a montage type of way And like kind of time, because we've heard the show is time compressed. Maybe that's a reason why they're doing it, because they can't hit all these major events at once. I don't know. So like either way, they do. They they should show all of this stuff. But I'm thinking, as you're saying that, if they are going to start out with him in that position, maybe it's just like a montage flashback of how he got there type of thing, or like a, a whole episode that goes back in time that's just focused on that. Maybe, but still, you want it to happen organically at the same time.
0: Yeah, but they also need to show Sauron be, like, be Sauron. Like, I feel like yeah. this character needs to be done really well. And Sauron was cocky in the Second Age, man. Like, he was, he, he, he not only did he infiltrate Numenor at one point, he, before Numenor, he infiltrated um, Eregion and and Austin at Hill, which is a city of, of elves, right by Khazad-dum mm-hmm. with dwarves. He infiltrated that and made the rings of power, like like that, yeah. like like he's in he's in an elfish capital, like like destroying from within, and then and then having his own separate war of the elves and Sauron, and then later on in the age, he's in Numenor infiltrating from within. You gotta give this guy his due, yeah. right? Like, like Sauron needs to be this like really cool, well written character. It's already been well written, of course, but but like the, his lines, his personality on the show, the actor, it all needs to be really good because that character, like Sauron, is like
1: he's the, the center of this age, that's ever seems.
0: come from 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 Tolkien. I mean, Morgoth was Morgoth, bro, but Sauron got all of the all of the the the, let's just say pop culture fame you know what i mean like sauron is like dude he's like emperor palpatine man like this guy everybody like you gotta give him a real back story on tv because it's just not gonna do him any justice like if he just randomly pops up in numenor and randomly pops up in in the elvish capital in oregon that's not cool man you gotta show it all with the sauron stuff like sauron you need to see him infiltrate and speak to Celebrimbor which is the the king in Eregion the the elvish king and the the chief of the jewel smiths over there you need to see his very first interaction with Anatar, the bringer of gifts Sauron as an elf disguised you need to see that exact for like I want to as the audience I want to watch Sauron and go oh my god like I know that Sauron and like he's literally deceiving everybody like that needs to happen I need to see that so kind of like a uh
1: Kind of like a Loki type thing. Like he needs to be that type of character.
0: Exactly. Like to, I need, I need. like like if they shortcut all that and I don't get to see that, first of all, it's going to be five or six seasons. I highly doubt that they shortcut these things. I, I would be shocked. And they're in their legit lore building, right? Like they're accurate to the lore and in and, and their canon. And on top of that, Tolkien Estates had to basically, okay, everything. So I couldn't imagine them at, like outright screwing that up right i think that we'll be pleasantly surprised with the lore i think that the few times that we're going to be really upset or maybe many times that we're upset are very minor things and things that they added in that didn't happen but the things that really did happen that flow from tolkien's pen that stuff has got to remain it it just just make sure it happens just just show it on screen if there was a key event in the second age that tolkien wrote about it's got to be shown
1: yeah no i understand the time skip i
0: understand the time skip i understand the time you know the, the, the you it's hard because the war of the elves and Saurons like 500 600 years before uh you know the war of the last alliance elves and men our Farizan isn't even born yet when all that's happening <laughs> so it's like in in isildur and Elendil, like like you can't like i understand that but like yeah. if we're gonna start off the show in season one and sauron is already going to be in numenor then you've basically bypassed Sauron creating the ring. Like, come on, man. Like, like
1: Right, like that's too bit, like, I mean, dude, the show's called Rings of Power. If you don't show that actually happening, that's just, I mean, you're not gonna show the name of the show actually happening in the show. Exactly, it just makes no sense. But again,
0: I didn't even read the whole leak. I just see like there's a protege working on our, our fair or whatever, like that to me immediately screamed Sauron. I don't know if that's going to happen in the season one or not, but I mean, we just wanted to give you guys perspective. Like Sauron was really like unbelievably active. Like he's probably the most active character in the second age guy is infiltrating everywhere, man. He's in a war with the elves. He's in a war with the men and elves. He's he fought off an attack from the dwarves, man. Like you got to show all of those things. And this is, we're finally going to be able to see Sauron in his fair form. Yeah. He lost his He lost his entire fair form and became just a spirit unless he had the ring. After the after the War of the Elves, uh, or actually after Numenor, got swept away, he lost his entire physical form because he was stuck there. Arpharazon didn't bring or brought Sauron, whatever. Like the whole sinking of the ships and the sinking of the island, Sauron got sunk, and then his spirit, you know, you know, brought its way back to Mordor, and he had to have the ring, and he got the ring, and he was able to regain a physical form but just not a fair form right we need to see this stuff man like this is literally like for instance in the 80s episode four five and six of star wars you see this mangled and like the face is just messed up for emperor palpatine how did this guy get there yep like like what was he before like how how did the downfall of the jedi happen i'm sorry okay i know i know the prequels get a lot of hate mainly by mainly by um or sorry the sequels or the no the prequels prequels yeah mainly yeah mainly by the four five six crowd and the people who grew up with star wars you know what i mean and like just like we who grew up with episodes one two and three completely shit on seven eight nine right it's that same concept but yeah i thought in episodes one two and three in star wars that they did a really good job of showing you the downfall of the jedi who Palpatine was, where he came from. He wasn't even Chancellor in the first movie. He actually yeah. had he was a senator and and moved his way up. And and anyway, I like what are no, you? I'll tell you this. Like?
1: like the those are those are the movies I have, you know, those are the movies I have, I have time to rewatch on my own time. And I've been going through the prequels literally the last few days. And I just watched Attack today. And like the 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 Lord of the Rings show needs that type of detail, like that those prequels had, like people. Criticize the Phantom Menace as if it's the worst movie in the world. And listen, I was watching that movie. Seventy percent of it's absolute cringe, but the thirty percent in there—that's that deep lore that, that you know, the conversations that Qui Gon has with the Council, the stuff you see of Palpatine talking with the with the politicians, and all that plot stuff—that's the sort of stuff that needs to be in this Lord of the Rings show because it's that crucial plot development that needs to keep going and going, and going. What led to what? And so if you, again, like I said, if you start in the middle of that, like, what if you started it with Attack of the Clones and, and Palpatine's already Chancellor, you didn't see how he became Chancellor. That was a big reason how he became Chancellor. You see how, what happened with the, with the Viceroy and Naboo and why he had to do that, how they almost won with Maul. And then, then that failed, he had to shift into another strategy. That sort of stuff needs to happen in this show, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, another thing that I always thought, like, I know that we're sort of start talking about Star Wars, but it all connects in my opinion. Like something that was really cool that Star Wars did. I mean, first of all, they didn't have to go by books. Okay. Yep. Yep. But like there was a recent scene that I saw it was like the anniversary of like Darth Maul dying by Obi-Wan Kenobi's hand <laughs> in the Star Wars Rebel show. And like Maul goes. He's dying in Kenobi's arms, and Maul goes, "Is he the Chosen One?" To just to to defeat Palpatine, yeah. whatever. And Gobi one's like, "Yes, yes, yep. it is. it's gonna happen." Because what did what did Palpatine do? The to every single one of his apprentices, he sold them that they were the Chosen One, that to, to rule the to get the keys to the galaxy with him and and rule together. Because it's the Sith only you do two people, right? So that even that whole Chosen One concept was beyond interesting because it added to the character of Count Dooku. It yep. added to the character of Darth Maul. It added to the character of Darth Vader, who all eventually died, basically being completely betrayed by Palpatine. And I think that it all they did was constantly add cool moments. And it built these characters even when they weren't alive, even when they weren't on screen anymore. It continued to to build meaning dude, to them. And the craziest and- thing
1: is, we we talk about it all the time too. Like that that scene you just referenced with Maul, that was animated. Everyone like, dude, that's another thing. Like Lord of the Rings can start doing. You can make big moments and even do it animated if you don't think you can hit all this stuff. Like we accept that moment as if it's real canon. Like. They brought back Maul in an animated show. He never showed back up in live action other than that one scene in solo that yeah. you know confirmed that all that exists. That's it. And so, like Lord of the Rings even has that freedom too.
0: Exactly. And that's that's just what I'm saying when it comes to Sauron. You gotta give this guy his due. And even if it's not him acting out, Specific concepts and themes need to be spoken about that all connect to Sauron because all it does is it builds up the character, it builds up the fact that he is fully evil now, it builds up the fact that he came from Valinor and, and was a key figure in shaping the universe and decided that he was going to follow Morgoth. Okay, like you gotta build this guy, you gotta show everybody like he was active in the second age, doing this, that, and this behind the scenes. Give him the credit. Star Wars gave Palpatine the ultimate villain credit. It made this guy a mastermind, badass, wielding lightning, twirling at the age of like 60, and in, in killing Jedi in, in a flash of a second. got to turn Sauron into the badass that he created himself to be in the second age, and even in the first age, right? Yeah. I'm just saying... You got to give him his due. And I know I keep saying it, but be very upset if they shortcut him, which I doubt Sauron's character gets shortcut. I, after all, out of all the characters in the show, I think that that's the one that you literally cannot shortcut because he is the chiefest calamity. And he's the only reason why any of this is happening, right?
1: Yeah, so- I mean, you, you could basically call the show, you know, Sauron, you know, I mean, he's basically the main character of the show
0: sauron's chess game because that's basically what he does in the second age he's 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 double crossing he he's lying he's creating a he's creating Barad-dur in the second age that's when it's created his whole mm-hmm. fortress is yeah. created with the power of the one ring and and obviously thousands upon thousands of enslaved orcs but regardless right like i find like palpatine and sauron to be so unbelievably similar You know know what I mean? Calculated mischievous. Calculated mischievous. Exactly. Unbelievable strength in terms of arms, like like fighting, right? Deceiving people, like like. And I think Sauron has every like the character alone in the books and in the Second Age and in the First Age and all these books. Sauron has every capability as long as the right writers and producers write the, the 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 lines. Has every capability of being
1: the greatest villain in tv show history by a lot i mean dude there's not there's not a lot of competition like you could look at i don't know if you ever watched the daredevil show you could look at vincent d'onofrio's kingpin in that show other than that though like in terms of just straight up villains you're absolutely right like i never watched game of thrones so i can't reference that show but i'm sure there were probably a few in that yeah i mean there was
0: yeah there was cersei in game of thrones and you hate it Cersei like Mm -hmm. I would I would watch episodes and go oh my god (laughs) she needs to die (laughs) Joffrey like Joffrey her son evil needs to die like I hated them but I don't but I think that that's more of a like these people are just evil pieces of shit in Game of Thrones right right like you know what I mean I don't like Sauron is like as classy classical because it was Tolkien who wrote him of a villain right and I just think that you're gonna you're gonna walk away from the show and you're gonna you should be like, damn that Sauron is always what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. We have never seen Sauron other than the necromancer and Dalgodur and in the and The Hobbit, where he was kind of just a shadow. Yeah. Right. And then we saw him at the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring movie where he was fighting against Elendil and Gilgalad. We need to see him as this badass dude man and he just gave him the full storyline the guy deserves that's all i'm saying that's all i gotta say
1: yeah no totally with you man
0: so all right that is the end of this segment of and just to recap um sauron he deserves his credit he should every single one of his moments in uh the second age should be shown especially the big ones um all right so we're gonna move on here to a little bit of talk about the differences between the hobbit and lord of the rings and where i personally believe that the that the hobbit went wrong uh jacob i know that you've seen all three hobbit films i know that you are a fan of all three as you are i would say a little bit newer to the let's just say Middle Earth world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like in terms of like actually like hardcore watching it and like picking out things here and there. So like the Hobbit movies probably hit you in your feels or, or in your heart a little bit more than maybe like Lord of the Rings right now. Uh just maybe some recency type bias. You know what I mean? I wouldn't like, even
1: say that. Like I, I saw the the first three first, then read the Hobbit book, then saw the Hobbit movies. So like I would like I would agree with you in the sense that like yeah i probably know more about the hobbit movies because i read the book but like i love the original trilogy i mean that like if i'm gonna watch the movies it's gonna be those three
0: exactly exactly so i don't know where you would rank all the lord of the ring or all the middle earth movies regardless of anything episodes fellowship of the ring two towers and return of the king are going to be ranked above all the yeah yep. ones. so in my opinion it goes return of the king fellowship of the ring two towers really that's I, I heard
1: a lot of people that, and this is just you know i look at like the critical reviews but return of the king from what i understand is the least uh critically reviewed like uh, the lowest score
0: oh I, no, no 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 you might have that i think you i think you by accident have that wrong return okay. of the king is the one that swept the oscars
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> then I probably am wrong,
0: yeah. So I think you might be thinking of The Two Towers. The Two Towers, in the middle movie. Okay. Which was an th- exceptional movie, don't get me wrong, but I th- but I prefer Fellowship of the Ring and Return of the King to watch. And maybe that's just because Fellowship of the Ring, I love to watch Fellowship of the Ring because it's like the start of the journey. And I feel, you know what I mean? It's the start of everything and, and you know, characters haven't been completely harmed yet and whatnot. Anyway, um, let me just go out here and say this the hobbit was written way differently okay than the lord of the rings and i don't mean like insanely different but a little like lord of the rings was a bit more gl- like gloomy a little bit more serious way more violent uh very uh, the, the themes in it were extremely adult it's not extremely adult as in like 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 anything sexual obviously we know what i'm saying but like like legit like like to read that book they're dark i they're they're a little bit dark for 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 middle earth if you will i mean lots of death lots of of war um doom the world is doomed um you know elves leaving blah, blah blah whatever whatever right so the hobbit was written a little differently so i don't necessarily expect the hobbit when i watch it to be to be as dark and gloomy and and serious you know as the lord of the Rings, because it's just not but i do think that if peter jackson took a little bit more of that approach to the hobbit i think it would have appealed to more people
1: yeah i mean i, I would tend to agree like it's almost like the, the that that hobbit trilogy was like when you watch them juxtaposed against each other they're even shot differently um a lot of that has to do with the cgi that was used in the newer trilogy as opposed to more practical sets which i mean like just change the topic like very quickly and it like just it relates to the conversation. Like I saw behind the scenes pictures of, of Spider-Man No Way Home the other day, and even scenes that are as simple as someone talking on the phone, they were standing in front of a green screen. So like that, like almost every background in that movie was fake. And so it's just the trend that modern movies are going down, which does worry me a little bit about this Amazon show. Cause a lot of these studios are saying you know, if we can make our entire show within this one room, we're going to do that because it saves on budget, blah, blah, blah. That's what Star Wars did with The Mandalorian. They film in that uh, the, that tremendous, uh, I don't know if you ever saw that documentary, but I forget what it's called, but they film in that the uh, room where like the entire wall is the background of the scene. And then all the actors say it feels like they're in, you know, the actual Star Wars. And so, you know, it does worry me a little bit for this show too, about, you know, are they going to do totally full CGI? It's going to look fake in some parts. So you know, because again, that original trilogy, one of the reasons it was great because it was all on site. All the sets were real. All that stuff was great. So, um, but anyway, the Hobbit movie, they were shot a little more modern too. Like the the other ones, like it kind of had that more concentrated, slower focus in the original trilogy. And then you look at the the Hobbit movies and like it almost, you watch it and it kind of reminds you of like the newer Harry Potter movies, like the difference between the older Harry Potter and the new ones. And it's just, the differences of like modern filmmaking. I think that the Hobbit ones were made for movie theater watchers more so than the original one. Like the original one was like, this is for the fans. This is going to be like a, a a filmmaking trilogy. Peter Jackson wanted to put his whole career on it. And then it almost feels like the Hobbit was like, we're going to make these theatrical experiences more than what Lord of the Rings was. That's just how I always felt it was.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely see what you're saying. And I and I do think that a lot of that comes from the way that they were written and the characters too. Um, I just think that there were certain shots in Lord of the Rings that you were just like, damn, you have the this is like really serious. Like the world's hanging in the balance. Like I think that they just could have done a little bit more of a better job of the serious aspect of it. And like the violence and the etiquette of characters and the classiness i just think you could have if they kind of cloned the story, like like did the story original like the way it was written and then kind of put a little bit more of a gloomier serious tone to it like like lord of the rings just a little more of that just a little bit more a little more of that i think they would have been much received better but I will say this, something that I love about The Hobbit is I get to see, we all get to see a different portion of, yeah. of Middle-earth that you don't get to see in the in Lord of the Rings. Erebor is awesome. I, the Erebor is super cool. Uh, the Woodland Realm, Ravanian, the, the Forest of Mirkwood, Dol-Gudur, um all of that stuff is awesome. I love it. Angband, like you see you get our Angmar or whatever. You get to see that. It's just it's it's awesome to get to see those things. But like I like I really think like maybe if you brought like the dwarves to Thranduil in Legolas and I understand that Thranduil and Legolas and the people of the Woodland Realm are different elves than, you know, Galadriel and, and Elrond. I get that. But if you maybe made it when you went there like the elves a bit more classy and serious and like their counterparts I, again i just think it
1: would have been
0: i don't know you know it better. almost
1: felt like it almost felt like disney disney it,
0: it felt a little bit childish at times yeah. yeah right and i and i just think if you took that aspect out of it and added in some more serious times to it like the way lord of the rings was i just think it would have been received better i really do yeah. like i i believe i really believe that and I understand that the characters are different and the dwarves are different. They're different dynamics in their groups. And I understand that it's the same way with Thranduil and the elves, the Woodland realm. I just think that if you made it a little bit more like Lord of the Rings and the themes, I believe that those Hobbit movies would be talked about way differently.
1: Yeah, and, and I will say, like, I'll stick up for them here too. Like, I, I absolutely love how they, the, the, the relationship that Bilbo had with Thorin uh, with Gandalf, how that started they they nailed that stuff. That stuff was awesome, and I and I love the the relationship he had with all the dwarves too. Like they they nailed that stuff because, you know, in the book when he would leave the group and he was about to make that decision, and they all kind of like actually accept him as one of theirs. You know, those are good, you know, satisfying moments too. Obviously, the Gollum scene was dope uh, as well, where they they tie it to the scene in in the Lord of the Rings. Uh, where you see that little flashback in Lord of the Rings of how, of how Bilbo got the ring then you get to see how it fully played out in The Hobbit so that was really cool too and um, you know Martin Lawrence was good as Bilbo I think he could have been a little better I, I will I say think he was like,
0: actually really good I know you've said that a couple times I actually think Martin Lawrence as Bilbo was awesome
1: yeah I mean he wasn't bad I just think like I don't know like it, it's just a taste thing
0: I, I hear what you're saying I, I, I hear you um, but yeah, you know, like I, what said, I like will I, say,
1: is he 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 did a very good job of acting like the actor from the original movies, like a younger version of the of the character from the movies. Yes, that, that he did well. Especially when you see that extended
0: version, um, extended edition scenes with uh, Bilbo at the beginning of, at his birthday party, I yeah. think like Martin Martin Lawrence like literally turned the character into that, just you know, obviously sixty years younger. Right. Right. Like. Yeah. No, he did. He did. The scene with Gollum in the in the cave and by the lake was awesome. The riddle game, amazing, awesome. Like that that scene also when they're in the, when they're in uh, Bag End in the Shire and they're they're all eating and then they're you know singing the song and throwing the plates and everything. I love that scene. That was awesome like too. Thorne shows up and it gets really serious and whatnot. I loved it. I I, I did. Again, I think that there's a we we're, we're only talking about the first movie though. I would say like it started to take a little bit of a dip in quality after those movies, especially by the third movie. For the first and the second one of the hobbits, those were fine. They were they were good. I like I think that they did a like the whole Lake Town stuff.
1: I don't know. It was a, just, it was a little annoying. Yeah, I just say get it gets to that point and it's like, eh. well, yeah, cuz like to me it's like like when we watched it coming out in theaters and you had to see it every year, I've said this year too, before, like, yeah, I get it. They should have made the movie into three movies, but where they stopped the second one is so frustrating. Cause I remember walking out of the second one, having read the book being like, how are they even going to make a third movie? Like, is the whole movie going to be this final battle? And, and it, like the way they stopped the second one was just so frustrating to me. Like the second one's definitely my least favorite. Like I will say that right here. The third one's pretty good. The first one's the best, but the second one just annoyed me so much. Cause you get to that final end point and then it's like, it's over. Seriously. I got to wait another year for that. Like I'll always have that feeling after watching it, even though now I could just watch it five minutes after, but um, you know, I still enjoy those movies.
0: No, I totally agree with what you're saying. I do remember being in the theaters and getting to the end of the second one. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then they, you know, it ended. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, dude, something else that people don't give enough credit to is, like, they did such an unbelievable job with Smaug. Oh, yeah, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch like, he was great. awesome. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch was unreal. Like, Smaug was awesome. Like, he was exactly what you would expect. I don't think he could have done him any better.
1: No, no, like, he was... the, And, like, I, I'm sure most people listen to this have seen it, but the video of him doing the voice oh, is yeah. just the most awesome thing ever. It's awesome. And, you know...
0: I thought Martin Lawrence as um what what as Bilbo in that scene yeah where he's talking to Smag was awesome like you really felt like oh my god oh my god you know like that stuff was good, um,
1: and it was like the first time where you're like oh Bilbo like knows what he's doing here,
0: yeah. But then I but then I immediately start thinking about the negatives like why were all the dwarves in in Dane's army um CGI like why was King Dane cgi like what why are we doing that like like you have like finally the dwarves get like a real dude like their credit on tv have an actual army and are fighting and you're gonna make them cgi like why are we doing that like you literally had a full army of elves in new zealand fighting at helms deep That's what i'm saying man like you had a whole army of men you know outside the black gate of Mordor and like come on dude like why are we doing that they should
1: they should pull a Star Wars like that what Star Wars does they have like fans come in dress in the stormtrooper gear and they have like literal fans in these episodes like those people don't need the salaries that like a stunt guy would need for an actor so like dude bring in a bunch of Lord of the Rings fans and have them run in a battle and that's better than CGI
0: yeah no I i totally agree i just don't understand the cgi portion i i really don't like there's it's way cheaper too much cgi like it just it, it overpowered the movies at times mm-hmm. and it frustrated the crap out of me and i understand that like this part of the world like is literally governed by like dwarves and elves like it's one of the only lasting parts of middle earth where it's like really f- like fantasy like the Shire, fantasy obviously because they're hobbits and they're different than men rivendell fantasy yeah right and then, you know, you get to Moria, khazad Doom, That's already, you know, like that's kind of overrun by orcs and there's nobody, no dwarves living there anymore. Which, by and the way, you- the,
1: that, the scene, that, that just reminded me real quick, like the scenes where they're traveling and the action scenes, those were fantastic. Like the way the camera moves as everyone's running in that scene and then on the mountains too, those were some of the best scenes.
0: What, in, in The Hobbit? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought that did yeah, a really the good the way job. the camera yeah yeah they did did a great job with that stuff um but it's like i understand that you get further north into into middle earth and you get up there and it's like oh okay well we have the woodland realm on the right with all the elves a full city of them with a king and then we have a full city of dwarves and a king and then further north to that another full city of dwarves and a king so it's like, and then, you know, right smack dab in the middle is the le- the lesser kingdom of all three, which is uh, Lake Town, right? Yeah. So, um, or the city of Dale. So it's like, I get that when you get to that portion of the map, it's a bit more fantasy fin- Like, you know, it's like a little bit more magical, if you will, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. But why couldn't you have just portrayed them like you did the rest of Lord of the Rings? Right. where It was a bit more serious and almost more realistic. And I use this word a lot
1: too, like the holy feeling, like this, like the, the originals had like this religious undertone the entire time that the Hobbit movies just didn't.
0: Yeah. The elves, like, like it, like you saw them and it was like, oh my God, those like holy classical religious feel to it. They should have brought that and did it again. I don't know why they didn't. And I should think that they should have done it to the dwarves too. Maybe make them of a little bit more of a higher stature, like, like spiritually right because like thorin is literally a direct descendant of you know of the first ever dwarf right To like i don't know i just think you could have get i think you could have given them a bit more of like you said like a little bit more of like a religious like a holy tone to it and and made it a little bit more serious you make it a little bit more serious and less cgi i'm telling you these movies are received way better but anyway is that all you have to say on that
1: Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like the, the only thing I'll say too, is, I mean, you know, you're going to cut stuff out of books to move. It happens that Harry Potter did it and everything like that. But if you're going to split one book into three movies, I would have liked to have seen everything from the book in the movie. Um, so that, that was my only other complaint, but it, it's such small stuff that it obviously doesn't impact much, but still it's like, it's one book. It's not that long and they cut some stuff out of it. So it was just kind of like, why, but you know, it's, it's nitpicking
0: yep i hear you Uh, i look i totally agree and um yeah i think we are on the same page there uh just to recap that we're just talking about you know our gripes with the hobbit a little bit of uh, comparisons and differences to the um to the lord of the rings trilogy given the lord of the rings trilogy the love it deserves but also the hobbit it deserves a lot of love too man it Mm -hmm. really does and i just think that there was a couple of things that you know they could have switched and i can guarantee you that peter jackson looks back on it and says you know i wish i would have you know done this a little bit more the way i did it 10 years before um, okay so on to the very last segment here pretty quick uh, i just have a question for you jacob we have seen here and there a couple of pictures of some short-haired elves okay Elrond has shorter hair in this. I wouldn't say it's a buzz cut. I mean, it's pretty long, but it isn't long hair. Um, Finrod, Galadriel's brother, has short hair in the trailer. Which presumably he'll be in episode one and two because he is fighting in the first stage. Um, What are your thoughts on this short hair? I will tell you that I'm strongly opinionated on it, but I won't tell you what my opinion is yet. I would (laughs) like to hear yours.
1: Uh, It's another case of if it's in the lore that they always have long hair, why give them short hair? But from the TV logical reason, it's probably to show the difference in age um, to like distinguish, okay, they are younger here. He has shorter hair. It's just kind of like a subconscious thing. You know, like when people are clean shaven with short hair, it's like, they're probably younger. And as their hair grows out, they get older. That's the only thing I can think about because like you're thinking about normies here, right? Like, and they might be like, when is this? How old is he? Blah, blah, blah. And if he's clearly, you know, looking younger, then that might just be for the normie audience people. But again, if it's part of the Lord, then you could do something else. I mean, just the face, you know, makes them look younger too. So, um, but that's the only reason I could think of from like a TV writer standpoint. It's like, how do we distinguish the look, the character from the other movies? And that's probably why they did it.
0: Yeah. I think that Amazon's trying to put a little bit of their own spin and taste on things
1: I wouldn't I that wouldn't shock me either is, was that wouldn't shock me either
0: yeah I, I i just think that out of all the things that they could have done it, it this is the worst that they I, I think that this is terrible i just think it's such a force in my opinion just give them all long hair man it ain't that hard just 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 follow the formula follow what tolkien wrote i mean there's a lot of conflicting views online of like he didn't explicitly say it but every elvish hair that he ever described was long
1: <laughs> yeah hair like, There's nothing to say that it was short. So Give
0: me a break, man. Like, why? Why do you do this, Amazon? Like, I know that it's their portrayal, right, of the events of the Second Age. But, oh, my God, dude. Like, do the easy things right so that if you mess up the harder things that are easier to mess up, you have something to fall back on. So now that you mess up the easy things, you are going to get even more hate if you mess up the hard things.
1: Yeah. You're going to get the haters online. They're like, you couldn't even do this right. It's so blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, this feels like a fan base too, that like, we've said this in other pods too, that if you're not getting those details, right, you're going to have the people on Twitter all over social media, just Go with these fan throat. accounts saying they didn't get this right. They didn't get that right. You just have to hit home on this stuff. It's simple.
0: Yeah. And like, it's like Galadriel, what's her number one attribute, right. That's described in the books. Long blonde hair, it is gorgeous. Elves envy it, it's a beacon of hope, blah, blah 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 blah. Beauty, everything okay. So, which obviously it hasn't been played with. Like, she has long hair, and in the upcoming show by Morphid, you know, played by Morphid Clark, Finrod, her brother, has short hair like why
1: it it doesn't make sense
0: he comes from the family like i'm sure that tolkien envisioned finrod to have long blonde hair like his sister obviously not as 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 you know beautiful and gorgeous to look at but i'm sure that tolkien thought of galadriel's family members and brothers to have long hair just like the rest of the elves that he probably wrote i just am sitting here like why
1: Yeah. Like, again, it's like the only thing I could think of is to distinguish the characters from the movies and say they're younger here and older here, but like, you don't need to like for we don't care about that. We know. Uh, So like, it's like, why are we catering to those people? If that's actually the reason why, and if it's just a design thing, then it's just, it it causes more worry until like you said, you can't get the little stuff, right? What about the big stuff?
0: Yeah. It's like young or not. I mean, Elrond at this point in the movies or, or, or in the timeline is probably at, at the very least over 1,500 years old. Maybe even over 2,000 years old, which for his stature by the end of the third age, that's pretty young.
1: I mean, it takes but me like two weeks to grow my hair long, you know?
0: Exactly. So <laughs> it's like he, if let's just say he's even like in this, he's just about uh, over just over 1,500 years old or 1,000 years old, which is not going to really be true. Right? But let's just say that's still fifteen hundred freaking years, man. Like, <laughs> like obviously, like, of course, there's trimming hair and getting a haircut, of course, but like I just don't get it. Like, like the elf if- barbershop. He's not even like young per se. Like he's literally like it, it could take a newborn like like or a toddler a year or two to get to the to get the hair down to that length. It just it it just doesn't make any sense. Like I'm just sitting here like come on man. Like Elrond should have that long flowy black hair. Finrod should have long hair. Like they should have given um, uh, Ismael Cruz Cordova's character long hair. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that one long.
0: too. He yeah. shouldn't necessarily, he shouldn't have a buzz cut. He should not. And even if he had, like, shorter long hair, that still would have been better the, than a
1: buzz. If he if shouldn't if have a buzz. The thing, too, is, like, a buzz cut is like a modern hairstyle. A modern haircut. Yeah, so it just makes it not look like it's Lord of the Rings, which is, you know, that that's a problem, too.
0: Literally. It just, just uh, I'm... I just don't know why you screw up the, the 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 easy stuff, but I I will say like from what I'm seeing from the trailer, the, the dwarves look really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, like that's easy to me. I mean, like you know, you get a you get guys, you put them in, you know, beards and makeup, yeah, like and stuff. like a
0: high, yeah, like classy, like classy looking, like jewel smith warriors. Like I yeah. think they're doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah, and they um, have a
1: basis of it too, you know, like of what to already do from the old movies, so it's like not even their create so it's like okay you better get that right
0: yeah exactly and from what i'm seeing like i'm sure the numenoreans look pretty good and i'm i'm sure that like i mean Gilgalad looks great with the long hair i don't know man i just i just don't get it like just just make it just just do the do the easy thing i mean that's that's all i gotta say it's just gonna frustrate me a little bit when i watch it but Mm -hmm. i mean the hair isn't gonna make or break the damn show for me of course but when you have the hair short the ears look weird and that's the last thing i'll say
1: that's a good point too i didn't even think about that part
0: yeah if you saw them in the pictures or whatever they look like they're sticking out sideways instead of classy (laughs) like coming back like that that's literally because that their hair short i mean yeah yeah no that's a problem yeah i don't know so many people totally jumped on that um and were being toxic online but toxic in a caring and and i'm upset way but anyway that is uh jacob you have anything else to say
1: no man i mean we covered the bases today it was a pretty fun pod
0: yeah we had a pretty good time uh next week i am hoping that jacob has finished fellowship with the ring. it's gonna happen we can we can deep dive into that extended edition because there's a ton of stuff and maybe this weekend i'll watch it too we'll just wake up early on saturday or or sunday and just like start watching it or or split it up into two days um maybe we'll just you know we'll go through that next week talk about some extended edition clips and maybe some things that they should have put in that would have been really cool to see um i always when i read the books i'm like damn this would have been pretty cool to see but i understand that you can't put everything into a movie. So many pages, so many detailed scenes. It's hard to put it all in. But hopefully Jacob finishes that up. And then, you know, maybe going forward, we'll start, you know, maybe he'll watch The Two Towers, The Return of the King. And then there's some extended editions of The Hobbits, too, Jacob.
1: Yeah, no, I just learned that last week. So that's going to have to be watched, too. I Part of me, though, is like I want to hold out till it's on HBO Max so I don't have to give them my $12 for the three movies. But uh, that's, me. you know, if it comes to it, you know, I'll, I'll buy them.
0: You can always come down and visit me. I have all of them.
1: So hey, maybe I'll have to do it. We get that in home theater, CJ. Yeah,
0: yeah, pretty, uh, pretty sweet. Yeah, I've got all three loaded up on Apple TV, so not a problem. But anyway, that is it from us. You will see us on Twitter. We'll be pretty active this week. Uh, We're gonna get back to following some more people and posting some more pictures and whatnot. Maybe some more polls. Uh, I know Jacob's been pretty active on there recently retweeting and liking some stuff, but definitely going to get online with the social engagement. So as always, thank you from Jacob and I, and we will be back on the one pod to rule them all next week, Monday. Talk to you soon. Peace.